let's just kind of do this exercise with you, mm-hmm. if that's okay. So, if know. you <laughs> if you um are you with your you're with your partner and um when you hear her say like I would like to be with somebody else, what what do you start feeling? I kill you. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I kill you, puta 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 puta. I kill you. <laughs> It's Eglantina Zing. You might have heard some things about me, perhaps. And yes, I am all of that and much more. And in my podcast, The Zing with Double G, I will be sharing my views, thoughts, opinions on culture, society, feminism, sex, and all of it. All of that everyone is thinking, but no one dares to talk about. Every Wednesday, I will be offering you a new episode with incredible guests from celebs, friends, big names, authors, artists. And also, since I love talking to myself, will be only me talking my head. The last episode of the season will be exclusively for you guys with my subscribers. So we'll get to chat. I will get to read some of your DMs, play sort of voice notes, and talk basically of whatever you want. So don't forget to subscribe, join the fun, and listen to The Zing every Wednesday. You can find The Zing at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me at Eglantina Zing, Z-I-N-G-G, to DM and get in touch. Let us explore and lose control. <laughs> Welcome, guys, everybody, to a new episode of The Zing Podcast with Double G, because it's double the fun and it's double the pleasure to have beautiful people that I consider my friends and uh, that I admire them and they are um, an inspiration for all of us. So today I have these two gorgeous gentlemen, successful, talented, brilliant, fun, creative and super open um, in, in love, in mindsets, in which is also what you all have asked to talk in this uh, podcast about uh, conversations that open up our minds and that we talk about things that everybody's thinking but nobody has the guts to actually talk about so you know you can listen to the zing and if you have find any value in this conversation share it you can find it in all your uh, platforms where you get your podcast spotify youtube apple Podcasts, and elsewhere but i want to give a warm welcome for this candid conversation that we're going to have <laughs> with bernardo and giancarlo but both of them Hello. share the same last name. Yes. Moller, Müller, Müller. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes. Now, welcome to the Zing. It's, uh, it's been a little hectic because they have a very tough schedule. They're traveling and working. And I really cannot put my mind together of a, a very successful uh, brand of the most luxurious fragrance. Uh, Bo, House of Bo. Yes. But also, one is a surgeon, the other one is a fragrance <laughs> expert, and they manage to work it out together and uh, and uh, and and go around all uh, all of this. Yes. How is your agenda, man? So, like, who takes care of the agenda? Right now, I think. Well, I take care. Of yeah. <laughs> I take care of the agenda. I need a Giancarlo in my life because today my assistant was like, "I don't work on the weekends." <laughs> <laughs> I work weekends. I work holidays. I work everything. <laughs> He's great at putting a schedule. Definitely, like he organizes everything. Everything that we do, and I mean, again, like you said, I don't know where he finds time. He's either operating he doesn't sleep basically he but does because we all we all have 24 hours 
what is the time management like because you, there's no time management the difference you really is don't sleep that i don't but how do you look but so the fresh? difference is that now i'm doing something that i love you know i think Which that um creating this brand i think this brand and we'll talk about it it really changed both of our lives mm -hmm. and um not only this brand but my other my other food brand um it just it was the first time I got to know myself. And, um, you know, I'm a neurosurgeon, but not by necessarily by choice. I think that I was a very insecure kid and I felt always out of place and like an outcast in my own family. And I needed to do something that made me feel special, something that made me feel worth being in my family. And that's how I got to neurosurgery. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's amazing because I was able to do it. Um, thankfully, I'm technically uh, very good, and, and it gave me the tools to be able to do what I do today, which is manage these other brands and create brands and be creative. Um, so it, it gave me the chance to be able to do this with my husband. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely really good at what he does, um, and that's why he's a neurosurgeon. But I feel like, like you said, maybe. It was kind of like uh, a goal that he had when he was young. And right now, he's kind of really experiencing so much more about his life by doing these brands, right? Like, I feel like House of Bow for us was a rite of passage. I feel like he was doing real estate. I was doing neurosurgery. None of us. I think it was a means to live, but nothing that was true to who we were. Um, and when his father passed from COVID in 2020, you know, his father was a very inspiring man. And he was very inspiring because he did exactly what he wanted when he wanted to do it. He didn't care about anything. He just lived his life. German guy. Not, not <laughs> messing with, yeah, not messing with anybody. He was the nicest person. I love him. I loved him so much. But, um, and he tried to teach that to us and to Bernardo while he was alive, but it didn't make to sense. Everyone. It didn't really sink in Bernardo until his death. Well, yes, I mean, he was, he was very spiritual. I think like all the teachings that he had for us from, you know, since I was young to my whole family, they all made sense until he passed away. And it was really a time in my life where everything changed. It's kind of, it's a sad story because he died and it was unexpected, but it really changed uh, everybody in my family. No, I mean, it changed my way of uh, looking at life, my point of view of death, everything. I went back to kind of find my own meaning of what or my own purpose of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went back to like thinking, what is what is the purpose of life? first of all, and then going back to even like, how was the universe created? Why, you know, why are we here? And it brought me to my own conclusion and my own answers, which are very much related by my father's teachings. And, you know, I, was, I wasn't really living with purpose and intention. And now with the brand, and I think that's what Giancarlo's trying to say, is everything that we do, there's so much intention and purpose behind mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. But that's so interesting because, you know, there have been my friends. I know you guys since at least 10 years. I don't know. We've mm -hmm. met occasionally in several events. We always have fun. Um, their brand, well, the brand hasn't been around just since 2021. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Going back to the teachings of your fathers, and we don't have to wait for somebody to, to die to be ourselves, to have those epiphanies and that ability to reach or, or to go out for your purpose. Even if it's a path that is different from your family, as you were saying, maybe. Were your family, Giancarlo, in medicine and surgery? No, no. we're all lawyers. I come from a family. So you lawyers. felt outcasted because of yes. what? Um, I My family's a because conservative you were different. family. Conservative. And they weren't like, it's not that I, I was like uh, bullied or oppressed or anything, but I always felt like I was very different and out of place. I don't think it was their intention to do so. I think they're just very conservative and they did the best that they could with what mm. they had. And and I love my family, but you know that I always felt like I needed to prove things. I always have, and I will always have this, no mm. matter how successful I become, I will always have the need to be seen mm. because I wasn't seen for so long that it's something that... I have to stop myself, you know, like you, we were talking about how I don't sleep and whatever. It's because when I do things and things start to you work out, it becomes like addictive because I start to feel like I'm seen. Yeah. So then I, I'm not tired. I don't want to sleep. I just want to keep on producing and working and creating. And how about the, the because we all want to achieve a lot of things, but sometimes people don't want to even uh, go that far because yeah, that, that takes a lot of balls, man. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful, they're brilliant, and they have guts, man. <laughs> balls guts. we have. <laughs> balls. <laughs> Those are real balls because um, most people just, you know, you go under the radar, mm -hmm. but to be able to do that and have no fear of failure or no fear of being pointed out as the outcast or the crazy mm -hmm. one or the queer or yeah. this, it, you know, and I'm sure we all, we all here and most of our audience are, are targeted or we have this, this um, stigma. see and this need mm -hmm. of having that social acceptance. So to be seen, how can you because do a content? For instance, for me, mm -hmm. you have to do content and look at this one. Look at that one. They do content. Get ready with me. Get da -da 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 -da. And I was like, dude, I dress myself in a way that it's my own way. You need to Every single body, it's, it, it will fit different. Mm -hmm. And my fashion was not created by trends. It was created by my own style, my, my own way of expressing. And what I really want to be able to say is be you. But it's such a cliche. How can you be you if you don't have that uh that uh that opportunity to dig really inside of you and and be yourself even though and sometimes well, it, it, it comes late for me it came but late it's, it's interesting that you say be you because it's it's really part of what we our communication with house of bow right and it's something that my dad also taught me from a very young age it's like when you truly are who you are mm -hmm. nobody can hold that against you because it's you know, like when you see somebody that's really authentic mm -hmm. and just genuine, even if you don't share the same ideas, you're always going to respect somebody who's genuinely being themselves. When we grow up, we start, you know, creating this fictional character. Mm -hmm. right? And we start adding all these embellishments and all these like labels to Eglantina or this fictional character. But then 
is just a fictional character. If you really think back and take out all the labels, take out all the all these embellishments that we've, you know, we put to our our name, and you just figure out what your soul and heart desires. But it's it's hard. It's a hard thing for people to get there. It's a hard thing because like. I mean, it, I'm 39 years old and it mm -hmm. just happened for me. Like, I didn't know who I was because I was too busy trying to be seen. I was, I was too busy um, trying to feel like I was part of something, right? Mm -hmm. And it didn't come till now. So sometimes it takes something life-changing, right. like the death of your father, for, for it to be a blessing for you and I. Uh, I was someone who, I, if I didn't see it or touch it, I didn't believe in it. And I have to say that my life changed not only because I, be, I started to discover new things about me, but because like this project with House of Bo, once we launched, the things that we have achieved are incredible. And in the amount of time that we have achieved that is even more incredible. And I don't think, I, I know for a fact we have a amazing quality because we work day and night to, make, to put out amazing quality. But I know that there is an energy that carries this project mm. that is it is almost tangible and i know that it's bernardo's dad or something when it all connects I, sure. i think when it all connects and it has the realness and the purpose and the thing and um it all makes sense i, I guess sometimes you can do anything just for to get you know pay the rent or but that trend when you when you work that way right when you create something for the purpose of doing a business it's going to translate in the end result When you create something with a purpose and intention, the end result or the product is, oh, you're always going to be able to tell when something was created. And I feel like people connect to that. I, I didn't create House of Bo to start a business. Honestly, it was really like my own uh, grieving process of, mm. or, or my own way of you know, grieving. And I was just doing my passion because I, you know, my dad died and it was like, uh, I, I want to live the life that he had because he was happy to the very end. Mm. And why was he happy? Because he was doing exactly what he wanted to do, which was architecture, you know, in the beach. And then, uh, and I said, well, I, I want that. I, I want to have that life. And, and, I, and I think, you know, you mentioned that you're, you know, somebody doesn't have to die for you to start living a hundred percent. It's just that sometimes um it takes the death of somebody for you to really understand and question why why question your existence why are you here what is your purpose what what are you what what are you doing with your life right and that's sometimes you can't grasp that until somebody close to you Because otherwise, a, you're just kind of living on autopilot like everybody else. And it's a hard question. And, and, it's so. not even somebody close to you. It's your father. Yeah. And as a boy, and as an uh, open uh, gay guy, I guess also for the fathers are, are quite hard. So maybe now you're becoming yourself. But I, I've, I've had it as well as an openly gay, bisexual person. Mainly gay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into the bisexual, okay? <laughs> Next But episode. My mom is like, well, tu vas la voir à la voix pour. Bueno, no. <laughs> But in any case, it's like, 
also uh, having that opportunity with your parents or the people that are most um, intrinsic to your upbringing and to your personality and to the things that are right or not right. And I don't think because parents are always trying to get, guide you for you not to suffer. But I think there's a society and a cultural way of seeing things and judging things uh, without letting you explore. And you guys have been able to explore successfully uh, and through your own ways bringing out together a brand is any of this have the essence the scent of your father so there is one uh, perfume it's called Espiritu. look how beautiful <laughs> house of bow Espiritu is actually an homage to, to my father this one the, the one that, I, that is, your father is very perfume. present I just touched it yes. absolutely mira aquí voy a ir como Walter Mercado aquí está el padre hello Mr. Mueller I'm telling you it's, it's palpable it is I mean that one in particular it has a beautiful story because when I was creating it with the nose mm -hmm. it was just a woody fragrance and um, I'm very specific with like the ingredients that I want to use And one day the, no, the perfumer, he calls me and he's like, Bernardo, I have the perfect ingredient for this woody scent that we're creating. And I said, okay, let me smell it. And I smelled it and I loved it. And it was um, a tree. And it's a very specific type of tree in Mexico that happened to be the tree that surrounded my child at home. And it wasn't just one tree. It was that his father built. So my father built the house. It was where I grew up. And that was really kind of like the first, well, one of the first validations that I had from him that I was like, wow, how, why did he choose that ingredient? And it really does smell like my house, my childhood home. It's this kind of like very, it's a Mexican oak wood with an iris. Wow, que rico. Uh, it's very unique. Rose. And that's why we called it spirit in Espiritu. Spanish, with espiritu, because it was like. So you do believe first... that people. Linger around. It could, it's not that I believe so, or not. It's it. There's no way. When you die, you die, or when you die, you're so. I think. Look, I, let me let me answer this because this is important. I think that this whole process has made me realize that death is not the end. Mm -hmm. You know, you are energy. You're a soul that's just in this vessel. It's when delicious. your vessel stops working, that energy doesn't die, and. There, you have to think that there's more to meaning than this three-dimensional life, right? Mm -hmm. Your soul is here to have a life experience. And then when the best vessel dies, there could be another dimension for another experience. You, don't, you never know, right? The thing is, I think people just don't ask questions. If you just start with thinking of how the universe was created, Which is a crazy thing I to ask. I do ask right? a lot of questions. I mean, we, we, we're going to have three episodes of this because I, that's the problem with me. It's like, start... stop asking. And I was like, why? But that's amazing. I love people that I ask questions because he always says, like, I ask every time he meets somebody or any and anything. I always like to know. Everything. everything. I, want, I everything. ask everything, and sometimes it may be a little bit intimate, but in that moment, we reconnected on a, uh, on a, a late flight. They were on a line. Uh, my girlfriend needed to come back to her daughter. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I saw them. They're like, oh, you know, finally I got a girlfriend, and she's going to throw me out because we're <laughs> late for the flight. And they're like, no, come here. <laughs> and then we meet again at the, at the gala of this um, uh, I Love Venezuela, and we were 
sharing uh, conversations about how hard uh, or how difficult sometimes it is to ask because people, words are so uh, delicate. And, mm, uh, you know, sometimes people, wars or, or guns could just kill somebody. But the words, they stay with you. They mm. find a way of sticking into your mind, into your upbringing, whatever your father told you, whatever your nanny, your mother. And you grow up with that. And it's very hard to, those are the, the traumas that, mm. you, that you have. Mm -hmm. But um, I believe uh, when you ask the questions with, uh, with curiosity, with... Uh, you know, with good intention and purpose. With good intentions yeah. and purpose, they're not. They should not be insulting. And now that we're in a world that everything is so delicate of whatever you say or however you express yourself, I don't believe like you know, bullying. It's a cool way of doing anything or uh, treating people or discarding people just because of their backgrounds. On the contrary, I do my work with goleadoras. It's to bring people with that we have much more things in common that divides us, and that's why I think it's so interesting. Um, for me, my nose is not in vain. I have a big nose. <laughs> and my most developed sense is scent. Yeah. I can like a person or hate a person or not be with a person. I hate going to a gym and people have all these perfumes and you walk into Bourdain's and it smells like... <laughs> I, I can die, puke, get allergic, yes. uh, not talk to somebody. But when you have a scent that you can fall in love, you can kill people. They perfume, no? Yeah. El perfume. The scent is the only uh, sense that we have that will make you do things that consciously you will never do. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. It's you guys connected to I this think you guys fell in love with, uh, you know, how do you guys met? <laughs> we met in Mexico. The same way uh, his parents met, by the The same way. way my parents met in as, like 14 years ago. We've been together for 14, 14 years. years. 14 years. Puerto Vallarta. I was on vacation. He was there with his friends. Same thing. His mother was on vacation. Met his father in the same place where we met. I have it tattooed here. Yeah. I have the coordinates. In the same place. The same area. The same area. Okay. Same area. Same area. But not the same restaurant. Not and with the, same a, with the scent? Uh, no. no, there was. You were like, oh man, you smell so good. No. There wasn't any scent no. with the meeting. No. But what was there was, again, real intention. And I remember making a conscious decision that day. I don't think we connected instantly because I had just broken up with my boyfriend. And, um, and when I met him, my friend liked him. And I was like, I'm not going to go talk to him. It's like, please go talk to him. So by the end of the night, we talked. And Bernardo actually told me, I have a feeling that you and I are going to be together for a long time. And I was like, ew, don't say that. Don't say that ever <laughs> to me or anyone. But he knew <laughs> it. Yes. But that day, I really made the best decision I've ever made in my life where I was like, you're not into this situation because you don't think you're worthy of this situation. So you're going to give this guy a chance and you're going to learn that this is exactly what love is. And that's, we hung out for two days and we, we've never been apart since. Since then, yeah. And it it's took a long time. Years. And it's funny because he was, he's my first boyfriend. I, I had girlfriends all my life for so, like long periods of time. So because when, you were bisexual or because you were covering way, yourself? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to hear your, your story. But for me, it was really, um, I liked uh, boys and girls, or but I, I kind of didn't really think about it that way. I just liked a person, and 
Um, I had girlfriends all all my life. They all knew that I had had experiences with men, so it was something that I never hid. Okay. Not even since I was young, like maybe well, like thirteen, like or fourteen. Um, so I think because I didn't hide it, I didn't have like a pushback from my friends because they they knew like oh, he's into guys. But at that time, I saw guys as just kind of like a sexual thing. Like I didn't feel like I could ever fall in love or have like a love feeling for um, another man. No, I thought, I thought it was like purely sexual. And then um, when I met Giancarlo, I kind of connected the love part and the sex part. And then since then, I mean, I would, I would consider myself gay. I mean, I could find women attractive and maybe like I could have sex, but it's not like what I'm desire, my, my body desires. Yeah. What's no, your- I think um, being uh, honest to your sexuality, it's super important. I think I also find men attractive, but that's not my thing. Yeah. No. Uh, but you had boyfriends. I've had boyfriends, but I've never fallen in love with my... Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. The other day, I, met, I saw one of my first boyfriends. It's like, oh, he's my only boyfriend. The guy's like, stop saying that because you're going to give me a very bad reputation. I must be done. done. <laughs> Every friend of mine tells me, dude, you did something really wrong. <laughs> because, I don't know, I find it much more intimate and um, related to, to, to my conversation, to the things that are happening. I find purpose even though it's much more complicated as uh, for like I don't know for you guys but for girls you got your period everybody's PMSing and, da, 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 da. and this this structure of society is one guy at a very young age he, he's a very powerful guy and the daughter was very mad in love with me and he came over and saw the situation I was like probably 14 years old and he was like listen you know gay guys have a chance lesbians have no chance. He told why you that. that? He but told why, me. Was because I think also about the 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 economical style, mm-hmm. uh, side, the opportunities that women have. Right. So still today we're asking for equal pay, you right. know, inclusivity. You have to have a woman in the board of directors because otherwise we will never be there. Unless you are, you know, a stripper, a Carol D or something like that. Or you come from a, a lot amount of money that I had that experience and this woman loved me to death and for 14 years we were together but it was something that her family her upbringing her cultural will not let her be and it it was very sad and for many years i i you know leaked my wounds because you have something so special but for for a taboo of society of of upbringing love is love man and if you find it and it has then you said something very interesting that i would like to know about like what's the difference between love and sex because mm-hmm. you know yes you can have a sexual relationship or be attractive to other people but love takes a, love is work. A, it's work well, i think like to describe i feel like to understand love, you have to understand that love and sex are two very different things. Love or sex comes from, uh, it's like this hormonal reaction that happens in your body that you're attracted by something that's palpable, physical, right? Oh, that, oh, that smells really good. <laughs> but, but hey, love is not that way. Love is, is not guided by something physical. It's think about it. You you can't even put words to it. It's something like, I don't know if ethereal is the right word, but it's it's not guided by something physical. So they're ver- two very different things. 
sex is a hormonal reaction that happens in your body where it's attracted to, you know, whatever. And then love is this kind of like pure thing that you can have love for, you know, there's different kinds Animals, of love for your flowers, mother, for your friend, love. for your... And it's the same with sex. I feel like you can't label... Um, I don't even feel like you can label yourself. Like you can... You, your body, you can't control what it's attracted to. Of course, you have a mind that's telling you what you shouldn't be. But if you are guided by, you know, your your body, it might be attracted to a man, a woman, uh, or or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you can also be attracted to oh more than one person, right? Like you can be I sexually think. attracted to more than one person. That's so how's I that? Think that obvious. And then what do you do with that? Because we are taught to be monogamous and yeah. get married, well, who, stay together. But like, exactly. If we also go by the teachings of what we're taught. I mean, then we, you know, we wouldn't be doing a lot of things that we we're doing now. Like, uh, I feel like love is such a beautiful thing. Sex is such a beautiful thing that it's all about communication. If you understand that your partner also has sexual desires, why wouldn't you want to have an open conversation about how that other person feels? And then you decide what you want to do. But Everybody tends to not say it, not speak it, and then they go around and, and do things and, and cheat. Everyone cheats. And then, but then that's this is just silly because it's kind of like this unspoken thing that everybody does. I think it's why a, don't why not why not talk about it? I talk think it's a mixture it. of what we were taught, and it's a mixture of your own insecurity, right? Yeah. You want to feel loved. You want to feel seen. You want to feel exclusive and whatever. And and I feel like that's a conversation that people start to have after they've been together for a long time because everything changes it's like if you had the most amazing steak for uh 20, 10, years. 20 years it's not gonna taste like the most amazing steak <laughs> like oh, the shit. first day i mean it's a really raw and cra and crass like way to put it but it, it is the same thing and so when you when you get to that point in a relationship that you've been together for that long and you start wondering and you start feeling attracted to other people or whatever which is a natural thing the the idea is to really like he said sit down have a conversation because when you don't have that conversation that's when people cheat that's when people do things that are irreparable and then you find irreparable. And, and then everything goes down the drain right because then there was lies but then if you agree to have like your own formula after talking about everything then that makes sense like look i'm not comfortable with you doing this or you 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 saying this or you acting in this way but at least there's a conversation and then again like i feel like can you are you is monogamy like something that uh if is you the only have. thing the only <laughs> thing that works i don't think so i, I think that so. i see it very like matter of fact relationships are difficult to have between mm -hmm. two people Right, because it's two different souls, different upbringings, trying to like figure out how to put their t lives together. I mean, if you have an, a third person, it's just another difficulty. But it's this, I mean, it's the same um, dynamic. So same I think considerations, it, same considerations. I feel like everyone always, especially for us, being a gay couple who's been together for 14 years, which the gay multiplier is by eight. Uh, <laughs> um, why? People, people, because oh, you guys are always like, how? But for why? us, it's because we because we're men, and men are naturally more promiscuous, yes. right? Um, and so, 
I feel like when people always ask us like, what's your secret or how do you guys make it work? How? We're just honest. We're just honest about everything. We just have honest conversations, honest and open conversations about everything, no matter how uncomfortable they are because they can be very uncomfortable. But every time we have an honest, open, uncomfortable conversation, we're like, do you want to leave me? No. Do I want to leave you? No. So we have to come up with a solution because we want to be together. So what this do we do? The most amazing thing. And uh, when I was speaking to Giancarlo on that night and you told me a little bit about this, I was mind blown because I do find a lot of um, uh, realness in it. And when I was having a, about to have this podcast, I was thinking about the words and the questions and all the questions that I have because it will take fucking two podcasts to or three <laughs> or four or a whole season to go into this because I find it uh, not only uh, amazing, it might not fit to everybody because I was today like sleeping on my girlfriend's chest and I was like, I don't want to share this with anybody. So <laughs> where do you set the boundaries? Yes. What do we share? And who has the gods to go into an open relationship to tell, have the openness to go and tell your partner, hey, listen, we've been here 10 years, but I'm actually wanting to it's do hard. this. So what are the boundaries? You bring them together, you, uh, each one of you go in different parts. What it is to find him coming back to your house and smelling like somebody else? Or well, first, uh, where's it, the jealousy? Because it starts, Elendina, for understanding that you don't own anybody. It doesn't matter if you're I know, married. You guys are super advanced. No, 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 matter if you're married or you don't own anybody. Nobody. So the fact that you, and this is the thing that people's chip has to change. It's like you're in a relationship and that doesn't mean that you own the person. Like you have to really let that person live a full, fulfilling a full life experience in order for that for that like soul to grow and like, you're there to support that and journey. to support that journey and of course like that's but what really makes you want to stay there because uh, if somebody <sighs> comes and tells me listen and i am very i don't think i'm a very open-minded person really i no, think no. I, I am but you well, guys have made me question <laughs> you guys have made me but no, have made me question i, I thought i was until this conversation <laughs> you're open-minded you're just jealous you're you have jealous. But, oh, the jealousy comes from being close-minded yeah. because why would i be jealous i had a dog for 18 years uh -huh. and I never put her on a leash yes that dog will go but she will always come back uh, and I never questioned where she was going I never saw her fucking any of any other like well she was not fucking me anyway but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the, you know the point is that she will always come back and I give I gave her the freedom but if I have a partner uh, most of the problems come from that and then I see also in like long time relationships that they don't have a real sense of relationship they don't have an honesty so mm -hmm. that longs out to cheating but otherwise if you say open oh, promiscuous uh, you know they, they they label you with a bunch of names Look, of like being not the sons of God the mm -hmm. devil is your relationship based on sex or on love well it started with sex right but it's okay. now but, but right has now, is it based on sex or on love? I think it's based on love. Love, uh, right? More well, on love than on sex. Yes. So then if you part from that, okay, you love that person. And why, why, why are you, well, first of all, why are you jealous? Like what? I mean, you said 
you can be in love with somebody and then after 10 years that steak tasted delicious but then right. after 10 years it's like dude you know maybe but, i want to taste uh, something else so how do you actually have the courage to go tell that person but after you're, it, you're jealous because you feel like they can leave you that's what right. is it that makes you uncomfortable when you're jealous of somebody bueno, you're yes, like well that's true so my they, own they my own my own insecurities your relationship is based on love think about this if your relationship is based on love And now I'm being the one who's being questioned. <laughs> Why did I tell these guys that they could question me? Everything else doesn't matter. Everything else is noise. At the end of the day, like how you're, and I know the question that you're asking, and I want to respond that I feel like how, how do you deal with those, that jealousy or like knowing that the person was with somebody else? For me, I kind of, maybe I just learned to separate it, but I have this love and admiration for Giancarlo that will never cease to exist no matter where in life we are but for me that sexual part is like i mean it's like eating o sea you eat you satisfy uh, the uh, you, you satiate the hunger and then that's it but it doesn't have a meaning mm. for me mean love has a meaning o sea sex has a meaning but not like love You don't know what For I mean? me, I, 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 I just can't imagine myself being with anyone else. Like, I can't. I, I, it's, it's so clear to me. With love. With, with him. With, with sex. With him. It's no, no, with, with being with him for the rest of my life. It's so clear to me that he's my soulmate. It's so clear to me that he loves me more than anyone I've ever met in my whole life. That it's so real, it's so tangible that nothing can come in between that. In, in, in between what I feel and what I know he is and what, who he is in my life. Is it nothing? And I've been in this love. Is, this I've is been it. in love. This, yes. This is, because how hard it is to say you have three relationships for long relationships and you tell them you're the love of my life. Blah, 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 and then you're with somebody else because that didn't work out. So how do you feel true to yourself to keep saying you're the love of my life? This is a person. What is, how do you uh, are so certain about a future that could change in any second well knowing that there's not nothing is for certain okay right like you don't you don't know anything and that's how you don't own anybody and how beautiful is it that you can give your partner the freedom that they want and they're always going to be with you with that freedom that's pure love when two people have that freedom and they're together because they they choose to be together and they're not thinking ah You know, all these I have other to do bullshit. It of a commitment. Well, puta, puto. But that's because it's based on love. Like when you're But also about possession, because what you're talking about is to know that you don't own anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's about knowing that the only thing you own is yourself, because the rest it's there to you know choose I, and I, have the freedom options and what i think is the beauty of it is that you can have the option but first how the fuck you've one of you told each other hey listen you know i'm feeling this mm -hmm. and how who who took the courage and or both of you went into it a conversation because it you were talking about conversations that are uncomfortable yeah. yeah and how do you set those boundaries no we you can do this and that And I don't want to know, everything, or I don't want to see, at, at or we're all involved. Everything happened organically. organically. We, we saw this person that we met. We both parts. felt something. or like, did you feel mm -hmm. that? Yes. Did you? And After like, like yes. seven or eight years After together. After seven yeah. or eight years, yeah. yeah. Well, no. And then we well, were no. really like, we were really honest. It's like, well, I think I want to do this. Like, I think I want to do it too. Okay, let's do it together. And then we do it together. 
And you usually go together, or you can just leave and do something it's and then come like, back. It's and... evolved into like where we are right now. Like we had. I want to know, or I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have like we've had a, a a boyfriend together. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're kind of really just also setting our own rules as we go. As we you go. Know what I mean, right now, honestly, there's we don't there's like that part of our life that we're so busy with work that yeah. we don't even because imagine there's so many young kids out there that they see a couple who established successful like you guys and they just want to get involved or whatever and then they they, they you know do the gold diggers chulo yeah. no yeah. Sé qué, like yeah. you know so it's it, it's a very wild world yes. outside so but how see, do you keep yourself you well, too now protected work protects us work. because we don't have any time to we don't have time period and but i mean how do you us. let people in no so like oh, oh are you always together in choosing uh, We're you know always together to, always that. together so it's always not like but he, he can go if and he connects with someone he sure he can go yeah absolutely yeah but absolutely see, see. Mm-hmm. absolutely oh, really? yes. and, yeah. and then he comes manning like this and, and no. he's like what a cheap and perfume we, my no, darling we, we even like, he no. smells like cheap perfume we even have a conversation listen Bernardo has dried my tears for other men I've been in love with other men I, or I felt like I was in love with other men and this guy here <laughs> literally clearing my tears and being Can like don't some. worry you're fine and i'm like how this in is the so fuck beautiful. are you consoling me it's like because i don't own you you're with me and how do you found how do you find that uh, existence or yeah. super well, it's like a nirvana no the guy no, is like no, a, a, a monk i don't know no, anybody dalai so, lama bernardo el dalai lama <laughs> it's so easy i know it sounds hard but it's so easy Let's just kind of do this exercise with you, mm-hmm. if that's okay. So, if know. you, <laughs> if you um, are you're with your you're with your partner, and um, when you hear her say like, "I would like to be with somebody else," what what do you start feeling? I kill you. Right. I, I, I kill, kill you. you, puta 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 puta. I puta, kill you. Puta. And that comes from what? Man, from, from my upbringing. From feeling like they're gonna leave you, right? Feeling of abandonment. Abandoned. So that might be. But I think it's also what I what I've heard growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes from a, a very traditional conservative families where the machista, where the man does everything, where the woman stays home. But we home. know that that doesn't work. Well, we know that exactly. Clearly, that clearly clearly that model doesn't work. doesn't work. Doesn't so work. that's the interesting part of. Yeah. And how do I overcome those insecurities? See? To feel I, like, and I, I do understand the concept of I don't own, I don't own anybody, but when I am in the position, it's like it's hard. Se sale el dinosaurio. But you know what? <laughs> the, the less he tries to own me, the more I am his. Oh, I don't know okay. how to explain it. Like See, literally, I'm gonna it, act cool. It, it is a, no, like the the less I feel constrained or whatever, the more. I'm in love with him. And you know, I, I saw this in a, That's a I heard this phrase. in a show the other day, a mother saying that, you know, her, her children uh, thought that she was very needy. And throughout the whole season, she was very needy. Um, and then at the end of the show, she says, you know, I changed. I changed the way that I acted with my children and I relaxed. And the less needy I became, the more needed I felt. Mm. And I feel like that is exactly the dynamic that we're trying to talk about. Like, 
the le- the less he tries to be possessive or jealous or whatever, the more I am only his. So mainly, I think it's also a work for the personality to be insecure with yourself, don't have those insecurities or that uh, that thing because could if, be right to being so comfortable with yourself, yourself that you'd be like, if if I'm alone tomorrow I'm or fine. she leaves me or he leaves me, that's you I'm know, still me. I'm still me, right? So maybe it starts with that, but also I want to talk about like. W- what in my mind or what i think is important in relationships right like the model of uh, a man and a woman and then you you marry you have kids it's like you have to have a family to uh, i think we're we're all open-minded enough to know that there's other possibilities Mm -hmm. that you can live a very fulfilling life as well and i think it starts with understanding that you want to find a life partner right Mm -hmm. Which, okay, you've heard that term before, but not in the sense of like a husband or a wife. No, this is a life partner that you are going to share. You want to share your life with until the very end where you feel connected to that person that you want to make sure that they are the best version of themselves. And you know that that person is also making sure that you are the best version of yourself. So all of a sudden it becomes like an entity, a unity, right? And everything you do is to encourage and and nurture nurture that that unity. So then I think once you become that true unity, Mm. which not all marriages are a true unity, by the way. A lot of like heterosexual marriages are just two people that love each other. And have uh, separate, lives. separate lives, live uh, lying. Da, da, da. No, you become a unity, and then, then when once you have that unity, I feel like there's just no jealousy. There's it's it's just you. It's I'm. I feel like he is me in a way, and I am him in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I know that I do everything possible for him to to thrive and succeed and not only in a material way but also in a spiritual way right like you want that person that's that soul to have the most uh make the most out of this life experience and he certainly does that for me maybe like five times more than i do it for him and i see you guys and it's the most beautiful thing because it feels like somebody is giving you that opportunity that platform that love unconditional love for you to excel, to heal, because we all come from with these wounds from whatever your parents told you, whatever the school happened, whatever outcast you felt, and all this need to excel mm-hmm. in life so you can prove that, mm-hmm. you know, look, I have it every single day of my life. Uh, but hearing you guys is so refreshing, and I don't know at some point because I still I'm not there in the part of sharing because this morning I woke up in that breast and I was like I'm not willing to share this but, but this is not the formula it, for everyone no and also it is not, not for everybody if you don't feel like yeah so honestly do it whenever you're ready just mm-hmm. have it in the back of your mind that you might be open but we're, but at no point are we trying to say that this is the way it should no. be this is what worked for us what we are saying is you have to be honest and you have to be able to have those difficult, uncomfortable conversations if you want to have a life partner. That's the formula, being honest. 
So that's the advice for you guys. If you are feeling curious or if you have a relationship you love, but you think that the thing has gone down a little bit or you feel other feelings, have those honest conversations. It takes a lot of guts and might be uncomfortable, as Giancarlo and Bernardo are saying here. But look at those two beautiful, handsome motherfuckers <laughs> that are at the zing and they're smelling fantastic. I am sure he's, he fell in love because of the scent. <laughs> Mira, hasta the, the, who was the singer who said that your shit don't stink? Oh, really? Is that yeah, a song? Yeah, that's a song. No, uh, the, the, uh, the, no come on, that was a, when I was on MTV, uh, shake, it, shake It Like a Polaroid picture. Ah, what was uh, the uh, Yes. Bueno, anyway, yes. whatever. Shit here doesn't stink. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm really, really, really happy for you guys to have shared all these moments of with course. us. Be open, be honest, and um, and whenever your time comes for, it's not for everybody, no, but uh, no. it's just staying true to who you are. And you know and, that I'm so happy that we're able to have these conversations, right, mm -hmm. with you and with whoever wants to talk to us about yeah, it. Because whole the whole point of House of Bow and our brand ethos and our brand DNA is all about being genuine, about being authentic, because. We said it at the beginning when we were creating the brand, but we're living it right now. When you are authentic, when you're genuine, the connections you make with other human beings are incredible. Okay. And your life is just so much richer. Well, yeah. in so many doors ways. start to open, right? When, you, when you're living your true, authentic self, think about it. You are only going to attract what you are meant to have. When you're living in this fictional character, you're going to attract something that's not really for you. So when you truly are, you're just, the doors open. Open because that's really what you were meant to, to receive and to have. And it's also a great way of thinking, right? Like sometimes how freeing is it that you can be yourself and thrive and get what you really want, what you really should have, mm -hmm. no? Yes, absolutely. But, Tell me well, about the, 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 I wanted to just add to the before the conversation that we had. It's not for everybody. At no time would I say, like, start your relationship that way. Oh, never. Never. You right? have to like, have a structure. You have to have a foundation. Yeah, that's okay, foundation. that's very important. It's not yeah, like you start because then you start in a suruba and then no, everybody. No, there's no. You know, the, the thing. The beautiful was, thing is that you guys were like ten years, long, long, long I time. I think that one of the reasons that Bernardo and I have such a strong foundation was that when we first met, like I said, I was in love. I had just broken up, and Bernardo Licking wanted to wounds. give me everything, right? And I was so closed off. And I did not, I was not connecting with him whatsoever, but I did connect to what he wanted to give me. And it was a lot of love. And I remember making that conscious decision saying, Giancarlo, you've done it over and over again. You thrive on people not liking you. You thrive and say, like, how much do you miss me from one to 10? How much do you love me from one to five? You know, it's like, it's pathetic. You're not happy. You've never been in a happy relationship. So you have to do things differently. And maybe you fall in love with people, you know, because of your insecurities and the way you grow up and the way you think a man loves you, you keep on getting into these relationships yeah. that are really toxic. So I literally made a conscious decision to say, maybe you don't like him. Maybe he's not the love of your life right now, but you need to stay there and teach yourself that this is what love is. And I made that conscious decision. And then we were together for a long time. And I was really not in love with Bernardo. I was in love with the idea of what he wanted to provide for me, which was a lot of love. And I stayed there until I understood that I deserved it. 
and then he was it took a year yeah it took, it took one a year. year like exactly yeah and then it changed and like, it was the most horrendous year ever changed and then immediately i saw a change in him and i could see that everything the way he had felt was no, like but it was a very tough year after. we it was the most the toughest year of our relationship was our first year right. but you knew this was i i knew i knew. i always knew and i was patient and i knew so that patient. he would he would come around um because i just felt like there i felt a connection with him i felt like there was so many things that we were compatible that he was not seeing um because you know he was focused on trauma or on whatever and i kind of just saw past that maybe See. and then a year it switched and he became the love of my but life but that's that's an amazing story because sometimes you think that uh, love is when you fall in love with somebody at the first mo moment it's like a mm -hmm. chemistry or like the sex mm -hmm. and then you end up knowing that person and you're like dude this is not the person that I want or you get involved into things that are super toxic and how much you love me and exactly. they needed it uh, yeah. or broken hearted for things that they're not you, you know you're not in the same frequency so you do have to be in the same frequency I was telling my friend the other day it's like oh, look at the girl I was like dude if you're on that frequency, you're just going to attract that kind of people. And I, I keep telling my, my, my girlfriend that I think when I met her, I was not plan looking to meet her. I was actually fundraising for my organization that everybody told me, you're fucking crazy. You're going to leave your uh, modeling and your television life to go do girls in soccer. I was like, and I just sat down and I just started speaking. And this person just looked at me and I looked at her and 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 as I was telling you I'm very delicate with the sense she invited me for lunch which I didn't want to go and I was like Latina make, make some effort <laughs> put yourself pretty put yourself <laughs> if, together if girl if not this fishing pond is going to go smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. <laughs> and um, and I actually had a fantastic time and she actually sticked to me after changing the glass 400 times because it, it stink yeah. and um and I think it's that the love and what I really appreciate about her uh, is the the unconditional love or the the it's a, a uh, intimacy but it's a como se dice so una um, like a partnership a, a, baby how is it I called intimacy is not it's a, a conspiracy tampoco como se llama el, I shit, I keep forgetting that word. It's um it's not an intimacy, it's como como son compañeros, eh, eh, no. partnership. No. No. Como eh, no. you're trying to describe it. Cons cons qué? Complicity. Ah, complicidad. Complicidad. Well, yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing. To the have. complicity. Sí. The complicity to be honest, to understand, sí. to connect, to to share. But uh, also I think you were you were about to say something and I think it was that you feel like she loves you as you are sí. right sí. and that's so, very special I felt, but truly, for the first time in my are, life i your, felt very loved with your defects because we Ooh. all have Ooh, uh, i have so many i don't know how this guy does. <laughs> i don't know because loving somebody with their defects and with their with their qualities and everything that's a very true way of loving right not that fictional character. See, because I'm sure I have my she fictional character. She doesn't know you have. You, mm -hmm. I have a fictional character, but I'm sure she she knows the real Eglantina. In one year, it's been one year. Yeah. I was like, when I saw you guys on the airport, I was like, dude, I I thought it was going so good, but I think after <laughs> I, remember, I remember he's like, go, come, come. I remember. 
But in any case, this has been such a beautiful conversation. I Thank think you. a lot of people will find a lot of value in it because um, I think love is what the world it was makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. Listen, the most Google phrase is not "Am I a millionaire? Am I pretty?" Or like. Will I ever fall in love? Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking for love in all the places. And sometimes we look for love in all the wrong places because we don't get to know ourselves and to set ourselves in that frequency to be open enough to find the beautiful partner different or different, different versions. And then love has different other versions of how you can, you know, um, experience it and, and build such a beautiful and solid and in beautiful relationship because sometimes people will say, oh, no, because that's more often with gay guys or, or blah, blah. Yes, you were talking at the beginning. Men are naturally much more, more promiscuous. More, yeah. My nephew was here yesterday and he's like, oh, this place is sexist. You only have clothes for girls. <laughs> and there was a gay guy here. It's like, oh, you're so pretty. But he only said because he's a young kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, this gay guy. Blah, blah. And I wonder why uh, like men are always so... Um, uh, you know, rejectful of a gay man saying a compliment or being around gay men, they feel very uncomfortable because you guys have a stick and go straight forward. But imagine as a woman that you all have all these heterosexual men hungry, trying to put a fucking dick inside of you. You come, yeah. it's, you feel like a little dog, like going of to a corner. So it's uh, it's not about uh, your gender or your uh, whatever you identify with or whatever your your feelings are. I think it's just about being human and loving and finding relationships that are um, uh, enhance you, make you better exactly. with make whoever you, you want. If you want to go out with a monkey, go out with a monkey. If you want to have it's the option, which I think is a beautiful thing. And what I think is the most beautiful is that you guys are open to give yourselves options and to have that love and that respect for each other. Uh, for me, it's just the most uh, enhancing conversation that I've had at the Zing. I, these guys are going to be back here at some point, but with this uh, sense of the House of Bo, please follow and, and check it out because the spirit is in, it's already within us. <laughs> it's already here. Thank you for watching The Zing, listening to The Zing, and making it your favorite podcast. If you like it and find some value in this conversation, share it, give some love. You know the drill. And please do check out House of Bo, Giancarlo and Bernardo, and send your comments and all your love. Thank you for having me. Nice comments. Ciao! <laughs> well, we want nice controversial comments, comments too. <laughs>